Hey, I'm Matt Hudgens. He's Dave Mulvaney, and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing good, Matt. How are you? Life is good. We're coming here towards the end of the summertime. Kids are getting ready to go back into school and all that kind of jazz. Summer seems to end in July nowadays. And you have one going to college this year, don't you? Yeah, yeah. August 9th at uh, Georgia, University of Georgia. UGA. Of course. Yeah, I'm all nervous. I'm all nervous about it. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Uh, but, you know, but it, next thing you know, she'll be graduating. So Diane, That's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> that's what I'm afraid of. And hey, so today uh, I thought that we would talk about uh, how to maximize your referrals. How to maximize referrals. That's one of the easiest ways to grow. Uh, uh, you don't have to spend money on that. It's, it's one of the easiest ways. People that are referred to you are something like uh, something like 85, 90% chance they're going to do business with you because we talked about this before. You're kind of borrowing other people's trust. So let's kind of do the how-to, how to maximize your referrals. And by the way, how, how many episodes we got here? Matt, we've done 32 episodes as of this is number 32. So we've been at this a little while and um, hopefully we're providing people with what they need. I know your, your daughter, when she graduates college, she's going to need some referrals to get, <laughs> you need, you need referrals to get a job. You need referrals to get more business. You need referrals when you need help with something. And that's actually a good, good way to start um, is why people give referrals. Okay. And so it's quite interesting. It used to be the old, so I've been through a bunch of, boot camps and actually I'm going to do a little referral boot camp for a group of my guys uh, tomorrow and and you got to look at why do people give referrals so it used to be that you would say stuff like hey one of the ways that I grow instead of marketing is you know is I ask for people like you to give me referrals so I don't have to spend money on marketing and I can spend more time servicing you right so that's almost like the guilt I'm going to guilt Dave into giving me some referrals okay used to be very prominent I, it, but you got to back up and you got to say, really, why do people give referrals, right? And I can't remember where I got this from. And it's probably from a couple different sources. But one is definitely from Dean Jackson. You know, we're talking about Dean Jackson and Joe Polish and those guys and the podcast I listen to with them. But I really, I gave an interview the other day. I'm sorry, a referral the other day. And it's, it's literally, here's the way I describe it. I got a guy. I got a guy. Hey, Dave, you know, Dave's looking for, this was actually credit card processing. Literally, it's one of my dentists. He's talking about credit card processing. And my response is, you know, I want to help him. I, I want to look good. And, and, and I know a guy, right? And so I know a guy who's in credit card processing, yada, yada, yada. And that was the introduction. And his, and his response was, thank you. You know, thank you for the introduction, right? You know, to expand, expand on that very thought, um, one of the things that I've taught even our sales reps is like how to network at an event. And, and they, you know, they're like, well, how do I, how do I network without coming off as salesy and or pushy, you know, or sleazy? How, how do I network? And I said, well, the best thing you could do is know a lot of people who do a lot of different things and they're really good at it. Right. And simply talk to people and do what you just said. When they, and when somebody says, man, I really need a, I need a web guy. I know a guy who can. I got a guy. And yeah. so what ends up happening is 
your credibility goes up because you're not saying I do that. I do that. You're not do you're not doing that. You're referring people and it makes them trust you. And it also makes them trust in the referral. So I, I do feel that um, how to maximize referrals. One of the ways is to give referrals. If they, I mean, you know, and give good referrals, you know, people, you know, will take care of your clients. That's one way to maximize referrals because if I like, like if you said, you know, Dave, I need a CPA. Do you, do you know a good CPA? And I give you a good CPA. And then what happens a, a week later, you're going to call me or say, Hey Dave, thank you. And then reciprocity. Like, yeah. The law of reciprocity. I now owe you one because you gave me a good referral. You the might, law of reciprocity. More than one, you know, because sometimes right. people want to one up you. And so right. um, then I might say, Hey Matt, you know, I'm, I'm really looking for a couple of clients in the Atlanta area. Do you know anybody who's, you know, who, who needs, you know, help with, you know, crafting their ideal message. And so that reciprocation, I do believe that if you give before, you don't give to get, but you give, you'll receive back sometimes two times as much as you give. And that's, right. you know, that's just because people like to one up you, like I said, it's so, so give first, have, have connections with people who are good at what they do. And I say who are good at what they do. You don't want to ever refer somebody that you don't know, like, and trust. But right. Right. Makes you look at, so it's actually interesting. So, so, and then I'm trying to think, how do I go down this road? Uh, but cause there are different avenues to talk about with this, but really it's almost like, so if, if I'm the one asking for the referral, this is where it comes in. I need to know my ideal audience, my target audience, who do I want? Right. And then, so that's the first thing I want, you know, married couples, whatever you are, landscape or landscape, right? I want couples in this neighborhood and maybe both of them work and I, they got kids and they don't want to spend time in the yard, right? That might be your ideal target market. And then you would approach who can give me introductions to those kind of people, right? Is that neighbors in that neighborhood? Are there other people that are doing business for those types of clients that could give you referrals? So, so you really got to know who you want to service and it goes into the niche. And so I'm going to literally go back to that credit card processing, right? How I gave that referral, not only on my side was, hey, I wanted to look good, right? But the credit card processing guy I ran into last week, and he told me a little story about how he's been working with dentists, right? So he identified a niche to me. Hey, I work with a dentist or several dentists. If you hear a dentist talking about credit card processing or pain in the butt of credit card processing or most dentists process credit cards. Yeah. Right. So if you hear of a, come across a dentist, ask him if he does credit cards processing, how is it? That's a great introduction for me. So I happen to be in front of a dentist day before yesterday. And that uh, recall recollection was now if he would have just said I did credit card processing, never would have crossed my mind. Right. But the guy asking for the referral says, you might hear this type of conversation. If you hear this type of conversation, please think of me, right? So Dean Jackson talks about that and one of his things, uh, I forget, it's like, I think he's got a postcard of the month or something like that. I forget what, what, how he does it, but, but he does a postcard of the month that he sends out to his 150 clients or best clients. And it's just a little, I think it goes the most interesting postcard in the world and it's got some random fact on the front of it. But on the back, it says, hey, it's, you know, it's springtime. If you hear anybody talking about, you know, 
moving this summer before the school year end, you know, please give me a call or think of me or I've got a guide to, you know, how to maximize the value of your house. Right. Yep. But my point being, it was a type of conversation. If you hear this conversation, if you hear somebody talking about moving, think of me. And as a matter of fact, here's a white paper or a lead magnet that you can give to them. Right. So you're, you're training. If you hear this conversation, think of me. Precisely. So anyway, I get all excited. That's kind of neat. Well, that, that's a, That's exactly the way you want to ask for referrals. You want to plant a seed because it, I'm not just asking for referrals. Of course, we've talked about this long, many episodes ago. Uh, you got to know your target market. Now, it doesn't mean you don't have anything outside of that target market. But if, if, you've, if you've got a niche and it's really strong and, you know, that niche is um, – divorce attorneys, you know, that, that's your, that's who you work with divorce attorneys. Then, then when you ask referrals, it, you know, you might say, Hey, if you know any divorce attorneys who have stacks of stuff on their desk, then um, send them to me. I have a, <laughs> I'm making, I'm spitballing, but I mean, I've, right, right. I've got uh, five ways to get all those papers off your desk, you know, whatever. I mean, but, um, the point being is if your niche is that targeted, then all your referrals that you asked for, just like you just said, all of a sudden you go, you know, you're talking to your buddy who's a divorce attorney and, and you stop by his office for coffee and you're like, dude, your desk is a mess. By the way, most attorneys desks are a mess. Um, but you can say that any type of attorney just about, but then all of a sudden you go, you know what? I met this guy and he, and he has a whole plan on how you can like organize your life. And, and right, so right. Exactly. Right. So we have these, uh, we have these ladies, I think I mentioned this a long time ago before, you know, that uh, they cleaned out my garage and cleaned out my basement. Right. And so now I can go to anybody's house. I come over to your house, your garage is a mess, right? All our garages are a mess. That's, you not, know, probably not my garage. Probably not, oh, okay. Sorry. But most people's garage. Then you say, Oh, i got a, I got a guy, actually two ladies that, 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 organize your garage or I got, I got, a, I got two ladies that organize your, your basement. Right. So you, so that's what, that's what I always talk about is people are so afraid to pick a niche, but we're just talking about pick one niche at a time. You can have five different niches, but you don't want to talk about all five at the same time. You just, this month we're talking about this niche next month. We'll talk about that niche, or maybe we'll talk about this niche for a year because other business will come to you. But I want to get into like specifics. So, so there's a, there's a systematic process way that you can ask for referrals. So we can talk about, and, and I want to go down like the, 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 the slew of them, right? So let's say that we want to go to an existing client or center of influence and ask for referrals. So center of influence would be somebody who knows the type of clients that I want to work with, right? So a very specific systematic way to do this is to kind of frame the conversation. I call it the referral conversation. So you could be, you know, however you want to say it. Hey, we're, I'm growing my business. I'm looking for more people like you or more people that are similar to you or more people, you know, from Mrs. Jones or another CPA or something. And we call this get the client comfortable with the referral. Hey, here's how we handle referrals. You know, we're going to send them whatever, a lead magnet, an interesting article. I'm going to send them an email. I'd love to do. Uh, and then we're going to follow up with a phone call, yada, yada. So you want to get your, cause not everybody gives referrals. It's like, it's kind of like a third, like 90% of people will give referrals, but really only about 
30% actually do, right? So you're really going to target it. But my point being is watch this. The point is you have a conversation, get them comfortable, and then you jog their memory with very specific niches or people or items. And so as an example, let's say that you deal with business owners, right? And so you go to one of your clients or CPA, what could you have done in advance? You could have gone to LinkedIn. You and I talk about LinkedIn all the time. And I can, I can find out Dave Mulvaney that are friends of Dave Mulvaney's that are owners, right? So now I could actually walk into a list with a list of people and say, hey, Dave, I'm really targeting business owners. Uh, instead of saying, who do you know? I actually have a list and say, hey, do you think it'd be good for me to meet Bill Smith? Hey, do you think it'd be good for me to meet, you know, uh, Peter Stone, right? And so you're, you're jogging his memory with, with specific people, specific names. And if right? I'm connected to Bill Smith or Peter Stone, um, they're great guys. <laughs> right, right. No, and it's, but my point being is, instead of just saying, who do you know? Like, uh, I'm not going to pick on people, the insurance guys. Hey, give me three names, give me five names. And we all freeze, right? Well, the reason, well, let's, let's talk about that for a minute. Since we are talking about referrals, let's get down to the human psychology of why people don't want to give you referrals. And I think the number one reason, let's say, let, let me just say it this way. If you're selling your products or services, that's the number one reason people don't want to give you referrals. If your marketing drives people to you and attracts people to you, and then people buy from you, meaning you didn't sell to them, they like you. Right. They, and in your marketing, marketing is everything you do not to sell. So um, if you have to sell, you have to get that pushiness, that's why they're not referring you. So, and in, in there's that fine line that if, if, you know, Bill Smith, the insurance agent, if he's really good about building rapport and trust with his clients, getting referrals is, is actually so easy. And most of the time, Bill would rarely have to ask anyway. But if he does, it's going to be conversational. Right. Hey, do you know anybody looking for homeowners? Because we got, you know, we got a, a new deal that, you know, in Florida, you know, because it's all regional anyway. You know, we got a special hail policy in the Atlanta area that is, you know, better than everybody else's or, you know, things like that. Um, and a lot of times people say, me, you know, or. Right, uh, right. It's almost the indirect, indirect way of asking them to do business with you. You know, there's yeah. a reason that the Mary Kay and those type of companies were so successful um, because it was all referral based. Of course, you say network marketing, you know, people are like this, of course, naturally, because there's there's selling that's not referral based referrals are not to be associated with selling or it can be not to be confused with selling because people naturally want to help you man i naturally want to help you you know get more clients that's of course because we're friends and i trust that you're going to take care of anybody i send to you so that's natural and i think the referral process the systematic process you were just talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. I could use help in that area, you know, because it, it, it's so awesome. So, so let me finish that thought. So you, you, jog, you know, you're asking permission, you're jogging, uh, you're telling them how you're going to handle the referrals. You jog their memory with specific names. Hey, I came in with a list of owners. Or you could just say, who are the other business owners you know? But then you can go down to these what I call topics or ideas, right? What other business owners do you know? 
Who is the most successful business owner you know? Who's your favorite business owner you know, right? I can get very specific. Who's the last business owner, whatever, you saw, you met, who's, right? And I could just get, who do you play golf with? Who do you go to church with, right? That's a business owner. That's right. But I'm, but I'm tagging a business owner on all those topics or all those types of people, right? And so I'm jogging your memory with very, very specifics, okay? And, and, and so like I said, it's topics. It's types of people that I'm looking for, right? And then there's this final step. This is like really where the magic is, okay? And this is, this is when my business on my uh, investment side like took off, okay? So typically when people get a referral, Okay, Dave, you gave me a referral to one of those business owners, right? Typically, people go silent. You, Dave, never, you never hear what happens, right? One of my triggers was literally to keep you in the loop. So you introduced me to the business owner, right? And, and I find the best way to do that is you're going to introduce me by face, so, so we can talk about that, or a mutual email where you copy your client or your friend, the business owner, and me, and then let me take it from there. And, and you tell your client this, by the way, you're teaching them how to send referrals because here's what happens. Uh, I gave your name out to, to Joe Smith, but I guess he never called you. But in my mind, I gave the referral, but he didn't call. So we have to teach them the best way to give the referral is to do the introduction with, with, with email, all three of us on it, and I'll take it from there. So we got to teach them how to give the referral, right? But now here's the magic, which is comes in is I got to keep you in the loop. Hey, Dave. Thanks for introducing me to Joe. I set up a meeting with Joe. I'm going to get together with him next week. Okay. Now I need to follow up with you again. Hey, I had my meeting with Joe. It went really well. I'll let you know, you know, we're, I got some follow-up work to do. I'll let you know what happens next. Right. And then a, a week later, so now we're three weeks in and it's my third contact with you. I told you we got the meeting set up. I told you we had the meeting. I told you we got the second meeting. And then I'll call you and say, you know, he became a client or, or he didn't become a client, but we left on good terms, right? Boom, boom, boom. But me keeping you in the loop the entire time is, is, is key because now you know and feel that I take care of your clients, take care of your referrals, that I'm on the ball. It didn't just get dropped, right? Yeah. By the way, you're doing the same thing over here with this with Joe, right? Joe, great to meet you. Any friend of Dave's is a friend of mine. So I'm borrowing your trust. You, you send a follow up after the first meeting. Hey, Joe, great to meet you. You know, you got to hear some action items we talked about. You know, another meeting with Joe, another follow up with Joe, try to close the deal. But the point is, is you're keeping this conversation going on both sides, both from the from the you, the referee, right? And the referral, right? What am I doing is I'm building reciprocity with you and I'm building trust with you that I know how to handle and take care of your people, of your friends, right? I, and, and what typically happens is you give me that and you never know whatever happens to me and Joe and I might see you six months later, hey, whatever happened to Joe? Or I might bring it up or you might run into Joe, hey, whatever happened to Joe? Did Joe and Matt ever do a deal, right? You know, it's funny you bring that up and I'm good. I'm going to pull up a note that's on my, you probably can't read it, but it's okay. gift basket for world imports. Okay. Now okay. this is a, um, a friend, a customer who, um, my daughter was looking for a new car. He said, before you buy a car, bring it in here. And, um, I was out of town. I mean, my, my daughter needed a car and I was out of town. Anyway, make a long story short, my wife brought the car in and he didn't charge a dime to look over a car. I said, 
great car, buy it, absolutely buy it. And, and he wouldn't take any money. Now, now granted, we went into his business, but it, and I, the, the right thing to do is, see, I was, this is a different situation, but what I'm getting at is if somebody gives you a referral and you make money, you send them a thank you, you right. send them a gift. It, I mean, if you make $10,000 of profit off a referral, you know, a, a 50 or $100 gift, I'll be cautious. Right. Right. They're, they're your local banker, don't send them anything more than, you know, like $25 because they can actually lose their job over that. Um, but um, if they're, you know, and sometimes they can't even accept it. You could send in a basket to the office. But, uh, but that being said, even if you're not great at communicating along the way, make sure that when you acquire that client, that that thank you goes out, at least a thank you card at minimum. Um, what would be better is a thank you card with the name of someone else that could benefit them. I mean, another introduction. Yeah. Another, another introduction, introduction for them. They just referred yeah. you. You want to reciprocate that. Um, and, you know, I mean, that's that reciprocation, I think, is necessary, but that thank you is even more necessary. Oh, it's, it's keeping them in the loop. So I deal with a lot of CPAs and lawyers, and, and it turns out they do a lot of survey and research on this. And lawyers are great at giving referrals to other lawyers, okay? They're really, really good at that. Doctors are really good at giving referrals to other doctors because they have niches, right? I'm, I'm, a, I'm an orthopedic surgeon, but I only do hips and knees. So I'm going to refer you to the shoulder and elbow expert. And who do you think the, okay, I'm going to, do you think, and you know the answer to this, who do you think the attorneys are, are referring each other to? It's usually their fraternity brothers. It's I mean, people they know I can trust. That's yeah, exactly I mean, what it, it is. It, those are usually some deep roots. I mean, I literally, we bought a piece of property in Georgia. I needed a Georgia a real estate attorney. I called my attorney here in Jacksonville. He's like, I know a guy in Atlanta, even though we were buying in Southeast Georgia. He's like, I know a guy in Atlanta. Referred me to him. They did a great job. Uh, but I found out later, that's exactly what they were. They were fraternity <laughs> brothers. Um, right. They both specialize in real estate. And, um, that but, is who you know. Yeah, but these are 50-year-old guys. And that's what happened. Right. You stay in touch. But they, the referral ended up exactly like I had hoped, which was, I, I mean, they, they handled everything. They handled everything. That's a perfect, that's a great example. Perfect referral. And, and he gave you the referral because uh, he felt good that he knew a guy. It goes back to why do people give referrals? He gave you a referral, well, because that's his buddy, but also because his buddy does a good job, but also for you because he looks good for you. Hey, don't worry about it, Dave. I know a guy, yeah. right? So it goes back to why we give referrals. So my point being is, so this is a very systematic way. And by the way, my business on the investment side just blew through the roof because uh, pet peeves of, CPAs and lawyers are when they give referrals to other professionals, not each other lawyers, but when they give a referral to somebody else, they never hear back and that makes them all mad and they have no idea how you treated their client and customer. So then they don't give referrals in the future. So as a whole, there's a whole psychology behind it as well as a frustration behind it. My point being is that's kind of like one of my secret recipes is keep the other the guy that referred you the business in the loop, right? You'll say, like you said, gift basket of thank you and all that stuff, but, but keep in the loop. So my point being is you can ask for referrals from your existing clients, right? But then we've talked about this in other, but, but, and I'm, the good but I want news, to... Matt, is your secret is safe with us because we've only got like four or five subscribers. Subscribers? Okay, good. <laughs> I don't want anybody copying me. <laughs> but, but then you can talk about referrals from, you talked about it, the reciprocity. And we've mentioned this before, but, but let's go back to, I'm telling you this stuff, this stuff like 
just blows your business up when you start doing it this way, right? So, so here's where you can directly ask for referrals from existing clients, right? Or centers of influence, right? But you can also ask for referrals, like we talked about the back doorway. And we talked about at the end of doing a job. So we're going to talk about a painter, a landscape, roofer, right? I think at one time you said somebody in your family's a roofer, landscaper, we got a painter. Do a survey at the end of the job. You know, what, you know, what worked, what didn't work, what can we do better? But what is the referral? The referral is, are you planning on any other projects? And you could even list the projects, right? You could, are you doing any more landscaping? You do any deck work? You finish in your basement? Are you finishing your bathroom? Yada, 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 right? And now all of a sudden they'll start, oh yeah, plan on doing this in six months, eight months. Now you have a referral that you can give to another provider, right? You don't, you don't do uh, whatever back porches, but you know a guy, right? So you're going to, hey Dave, you talked about doing a back porch. I know a guy, you mind if I introduce you guys, right? You're going to like and trust me because I did a good job, whatever, being your painter, whatever I was, landscaper, whatever I was, right? So you're going to trust my referral, right? Because I did a great job. Meanwhile, the, the back porch guy is going to love me because I gave him the referral. So what do you think is going to happen? He's going to look for other opportunities to give me referrals on other jobs that he does, right? And, and you, maybe you have a financial thing that you got 10, 15% of whatever, that, whatever jobs you've been to the deck. My point being is you've got this opportunity to garner referrals from a happy customer you just did business with right? HVAC guy, the plumber. I mean, all these guys could just do a little survey with a, what other projects you got in mind, right? So you can do it and you control the destiny, right? We've also talked about this before. So, and these are like three or four different things I like throwing out there, right? We talked about people that are doing roofs or painting or landscaping in the neighborhood, right? Borrow their trust. Um, I'm doing the roofs in your neighborhood, one of your neighbors. You know, I'd love to come and give you whatever, a hail, see if you've got any hail damage, right? I do landscaping with one of your neighbors. I'd love to see about, uh, you know, doing some landscaping for you, right? Well, you know, uh, go ahead, finish here. No, no, I was just saying, so you're working the neighborhood. I mean, that's a proactive strategy where you can literally work the neighborhood by borrowing the trust of your existing clients, right, that are in there. I can't tell you how many of these guys are lazy and never do that, never do that. Well, the other, the other side of that is many times your own customer base will, so let's just talk about niche marketing. So um, I'm going to use my brother-in-law as an example who has a roofing company in Atlanta, but he doesn't just do roofing. He does siding, um, remodeling and different, different other things, but his, his company is, um, are you know listed as a restoration company sure and so what I would recommend would be the people who loved you and the roof you did let's say you did a siding job every customer who did a that you did a roof for in the past 24 months should get a postcard that says look at the siding job we just did for this and then they go I didn't even know you did siding there you go. Look at the kitchen job we just did for Steve Jones. Now, this can be the most. All right, hear this. If you don't have your client's email address, when I say, you know, then, then you're missing the, the ballpark on marketing. But that goes out in email. It doesn't have to go out by, via the post office. But if you don't have their email address, it's got to go out. Um, it's going to be more expensive. But if you have their email, you can say, hey, I want to just show you 
a, a testimonial on a siding job we just did and they're going to go, I didn't even know you did siding. Because a lot wow. of times, especially if you niche market, if you're just like targeting, a lot, they're like, I didn't even know you did that. And it's the worst thing when you do other things that, that you don't at least let them know in a subtle way. Right. The right. subtle way is um, I, I have a program uh, that you can get. It's called baseball copywriting and you can get it on davidmulvaney.com. And it's it. The reason I use baseball as a, as an approach of marketing, because you can go around the bases multiple times, but the whole focus each time around the base is on that niche. So, you know, each time around. So if you, if you got them to the plate with roofing, then you go around and you create trust in that area. But you got to let them know that you do other things because you get up to bat how many times in a game? You could, I mean, you can get up to bat over and over again. And if you don't tell them, you know, if, if you don't let them know that you do these other things, you're leaving money on the table because sometimes the easiest way to get referrals is to go to your existing customers and say, hey, I do this too. Right. That's increase the number of transactions from existing clients. That's but number three in our five profit formula. Like Brent, my sister needs a is is just she's looking for somebody to do their siding right now it doesn't mean they're going to do the siding it just means that they go oh i loved working with this company and they do siding too so it's it's not necessarily meaning that um it's existing i, I know we're we've talked about how to go back to the same well and get them to repeat right. business right. but sometimes it's just oh i loved working with this company and they know somebody immediately who needs that done and they refer you immediately to their friend neighbor what have you. So it's another right. way to create referrals. I think, I think it's great. And I'm going to mention this one right here, which I actually think this could be a whole podcast by itself, but we, we talk about it as, is optimizing the client experience. Okay. And so what I mean by that is whatever business you're in, and I'd love to do a whole podcast on this, by the way, because I'm sure we could have a million ideas of that. But the idea is one of the easiest thing to do is kind of wow your customer. But what you got to realize and what you need your your, everybody who works for you, every interaction with your customer is a chance to wow them, right? And so I can use that from a doctor's office to a dentist's office, right? So you come in the door, you want a pleasant environment, you want the receptionist to be pleasant, you want the person that takes you back to be pleasant, right? You could have new fancy uniforms. They don't have to be fancy uniforms, they could be t-shirts, you know, they're all black t-shirts, they're pink t-shirts, whatever, but they're all the same, right? Um, then you could have the doctor themselves and the people checking you out are all, you know, pleasant people. But, and I mentioned this before with my painter that I had when I renovated my house back in uh, whatever. And they had a little liaison guy come by almost every day. How are we doing? You got any questions? What can we do for you? I mean, it was like a 10 minute stop at most. And I think he went to all the job sites that were going on, but he came by almost every day. Right. That's wowing me. That's, that's wowing my experience because anytime I had a little concern or something, I mentioned to him and he'd take care of it, right? Wow, your customer coming into like the dinner or doctor's office, right? I uh, had HVAC work done uh, a couple months ago or maybe a month ago or whatever, right? Like a great guy is all that stuff. But man, it would have been so much cooler if they all had the same looking t-shirt, right? They, they could have all had on the same, not, you know. Not the Metallica t-shirt, you know? Not the Metallica t-shirt that's ripped and torn or whatever, you know. Hell, spend, I think they're $3 or $4 at Walmart, right? Get them all, you know, a baby blue t-shirt. Get them all a black t-shirt. I don't care what color it is. Put your little logo on it. Spend 10 bucks, 20 bucks. But you look 
professional, right? You look for our, for our LED company when we use an electrical contractor. That's part of their contract with us. That all their men will be in branded shirts, color coded shirts. That's awesome. That's I mean that's a requirement. Um, when it, and the reason why is it creates a, a sense of uh, well, it, that's a sense of team on their on their part, but client experience which is what you know you're talking about optimizing about. client yeah. experience they feel more comfortable because it looks like a legitimate business right michael port in his book book yourself solid he talks about um like you know the the red carpet experience like to to the velvet rope you know you right. you you give your clients a great experience so they they you know they they feel like they're somebody rolled out the red carpet for them they feel special because they did business with you and um, and naturally that experience are going to want to refer you more. Often. Right. Exactly. Right. So, and we, you know, optimizing the, the, the client experience would be a great podcast. And we talked about, you know, referable characteristics. I think somebody, Dan Sullivan talks about the referable characteristics. I've heard other people talk about those kind of concepts. So we could go in on a whole nother road, but just in general, you know, every interaction is a chance to wow the clients. So you don't want some receptionist answer the phone. Hey, hello, what's up? you know, chewing gum, eating her lunch, right? I mean, that's just not, you're not wowing me, right? But one of the easiest things you can do is just think of it as every interaction is a chance to wow your clients. And, and wowing your clients leads to better experience, which leads to better referrals, right? Whether they give them naturally or whether you ask them, right? So now you come back, the painter guy could ask me for referrals. I'll be happy to give them referrals because, right, of the experience that I had, the wow experience I had. Uh, I think we're coming near towards the end here, but we were yeah. talking about how to maximize in referrals. And, and so there's a direct way where you're specifically asking your existing clients and you got to ask for permission. You got to do it gently. We got to jog their memory with specific types of people or specific people. You got a list of people using LinkedIn. You and I are big LinkedIn people. We got uh, topics or type owners. I want business owners. So type of people. I want married people over the age of 45, like, like that would be very specific. So you're jogging the memory with very specific and then you keep them in the loop, right? I call that keeping them in the loop, treat it like a joint venture. So that's like asking, that's like a systematized process for asking for referrals. But then I wanted to branch that out to how to get your own referrals. We talked about doing client surveys, right? And asking, you got any other projects that you're working on, right? So like you mentioned, so you could give the referral to somebody else and that reciprocity comes back. Maybe you get a finder's fee for him or something. And then we talked about, Borrowing other people's trust, which I think we talked about on another podcast, which sure. was, you know, I'm in the neighborhood, I'm doing roofs. Can I do, you know, a hail damage check on your roof, right? That seems like a great marketing. Babysitting, we didn't talk about this the other day, borrowed reciprocity. My daughter's babysat for somebody in the neighborhood. They walked down the cul-de-sac and put their little business card and everybody that looked like they had kids in that cul-de-sac, right? And got a call, Right. And it turns out it was really funny. I'll finish this story. It turns out it's just the people who live behind us or whatever, the next street over, right? And they have one of those rings, you know, so the video cameras or whatever. And so it's almost like the mom was like, you know, who, who dropped this off? But it was, oh, it's legitimate. It was, a, you know, a teenage girl dropping it off. And she called and said, you know, where do you live? And, oh, we live the next street over. And I was just babysitting for your neighbor, you know, Jenny and yada, yada, yada. And, and now all of a sudden they're, they're busy this week. They're, they're, my two daughters are rotating babysitting on the next street over. They yeah. work the neighborhood. That's the roofer. 
it's too bad that people now if, if you live in a good neighborhood it's that you know that's that's fine it's it's just too bad more of that doesn't go on with our teens these days where they just go and knock on the neighbor's doors right. uh, it's how my son built his you know he's he's an adult now but it's how he built his business he knocked on all the neighbor's doors and said hey i i i cut lawns and we lived in a little gated street with 14 houses and um he cut 90 percent of the lawns in the neighborhood that's awesome and seems it, like the easiest job in the world if you if i was a teenager that's exactly what i would be doing i wouldn't say it's easy in, in florida when it's 100 degrees outside and you're you're trying to get for you know 12 lawns done and, and you got to beat the, the storms on a weekend so and you're playing football and doing all the other things but hey that's how you make a living so yes we covered a lot of ground today matt I, uh, anybody watching i'd want to make sure you uh, if you like this i want you to subscribe to the channel and then click the bell that'll update you every time we have uh, new content that comes out which is once a week every wednesday um we put out new information but we i want you know, if you're watching this all the way to the end, then comment below. Tell us what we missed. Tell us if we gave you something helpful. And uh, and also comment on what you'd like to hear about, whether it's marketing, whether it's profitability. What are you struggling with in your business? We'd love to help. So, Matt, where awesome. do we find you? Yeah, so uh, I'm over at 10xprofitblueprint.com, 10xprofitblueprint.com. That's my coaching website. We got me on LinkedIn, uh, you know, Matt Hudgens over on LinkedIn. How about you, Mr. Mulvaney? You can find me at davidmulvaney.com, and you can find me on LinkedIn at David Mulvaney. And um, we look forward to uh, – I'll look forward to seeing you uh, next week, Matt. All right, buddy. Take it easy. Take care. All right.